Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Chicago Bulls have now moved to 7-3 and three since Zach Levine has been down, winning a game against the Los Angeles Lakers and doing it in one of the most balanced team attacks we've seen from the Chicago Bulls for a while. We're going to talk about that game. We're also going to a- answer the question, are, are the Chicago Bulls really back, and how much can they really push out this level of play and this level of winning, right? I was going to talk about Dalen Terry stepping it up and getting quite a bit of minutes for the Chicago Bulls and a little bit more on the Zach Levine trade front. We're going to get into all that and more, plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content. So, you already talked about it. Uh, I dropped a post-game show yesterday, so you guys should have been able to break that down. But just to kind of touch on the game, it was one of the most balanced team attacks we've seen from the Chicago Bulls in a while. Eight players scoring in double digits. And that is just, it, it really goes to show how much different this team is playing, how much more as a unit this team is playing. And like I said yesterday, at the end of the day, it's just this. This team is playing is playing better without Zach Levine. Am I blaming everything and all the Bulls' troubles and woes on Zach Levine? No, I'm not doing that. But the proof is in the pudding and the proof is in the results. The Chicago Bulls are playing much more like a team. This game being the best example of that. When you look at DeMar DeRozan's 27 points, 7 assists, 9 rebounds. Patrick Williams having another productive night with 15 points going 6 of 10 shooting. He had 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Vooch, bad shooting night, 4 of 13, but he did have 13 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, and still in the block himself. Kobe White, one of Kobe White's, you know... Less performing. Uh, I don't. Even, I can't call it bad because he didn't perform bad at all. And if you watch this game, he performed amazingly well. But he didn't score a lot. He didn't need to. The scoring was balanced in this game. Seventeen points from him, going seven of eighteen from the field and three of six from the three point range. Also seven rebounds, five assists from Kobe White. And Kobe White continues to show the other and different ways he's impacting this game. Alex Crusoe, fifteen points. That's your starting lineup. Then you had three players off the bench in double digits. In Io DeSumo with fourteen, Javon Carter with ten. Uh, Andre Drummond with 11, and that's just, this team is playing so much better together that it's noticeable, everybody's kind of noticing it, and it's really good, and you know, we've, we have coach DeMar DeRozan saying this after the game, we're coming, uh, we're, we're coming together, figuring out a lot of things we were struggling with early on, um, and Kobe White saying, I feel like now we're just starting to hit our stride, and everybody as a collective, we're starting to make shots, and we're starting to trust each other, like I always said, we believe in each other, and we give each other confidence each and every day. Over the stretch of games, the not, uh, out of, not he's played in nine out of the ten games. DeMar DeRozan's averaging 6.6 assists per game. The Chicago Bulls also are the best offensive rebounding team in the league. They're the third best second chance point, uh, scoring team in the league. We the, the, the changes for the Chicago Bulls are absolutely noticeable. Right now, the Bulls are balling out, and this is a brand of basketball that we've been waiting to see for so long for the Chicago Bulls, and it's now raised the question, right? How much longer can the Chicago Bulls maintain this style of play? Are the Bulls back? That's what a lot of people are now asking themselves. 
this this team is looking and playing like a playoff caliber team, like a team that I'm not going to say is going to go on a run to Eastern Conference Finals or anything, but they are playing very much like a team that you can that you could expect, look at, and wouldn't be shocked at them them coming out in this and and maybe going out of the play and maybe making it to the first round, maybe making it interesting in the first round. The way that this team has played has been great. And, you know, we got comments from Billy Donovan on, you know, he was asked on if this team is better uh, without Zach Levine, and he said this. Yeah, I, I, I think I've said this before. Anytime you lose a really, really great player in a talented player, a gifted player like Zach, um, I think it always hurts you. And, you know, I do think hopefully he's back sooner than later. You know, I think that, you know, his rehab, everything goes well for him. But I think with his skill set and the way he shoots the basketball, he's always been, to me, a guy that's been out in transition and is really, really good in, in, in those situations. I think the biggest thing for us, you know, has been collectively, can we get down the floor and kind of what I would say flatten the defense out and get in general or with him? With everybody. I think that's what one of the things we've been preaching all along. And, you know, I think that Zach can play any style, you know, because he can put on the floor, he can shoot threes, and he can get to the rim, you know. So for us, you know, with him coming back in, I think he fits into, you know, how we're trying to play. Now, you may say, well, why, why weren't you playing that way in the beginning? Like, why, why, why it looks different? I think there's been some improvements that we've made of, of how we need to play. And, you know, as long as we're moving the ball, passing the ball, not holding it, and listen, tonight, like we got into, we held it too long at times, you know, and it wasn't just DeMar, you know, or Zach or Fushi. And tonight was, it was like, sometimes Kobe had it too long. Sometimes I, AC had it too long at times. Like, get off of it. It's, it's just collectively what we've got to do. And I think that we've done a better job of that. But I'm certainly hopeful when he gets himself healthy, he can get back to where he was. Because I don't, I think with what he was dealing with, with his foot for a long period of time, I'm not so sure that he was ever right so when you look at his shooting numbers or his finishing numbers, some of it may have been due to what he was dealing with and trying to fight through. But I believe that, you know, if he can come back healthy, that, you know, hopefully he'll thrive, you know, a great deal in what we're trying to do. Now, that's a, a quote from Billy Donovan. You know he's going he's gonna to be very political with it as anybody, any coach who's asked that question. But I will say that there is some merit to what he said, like as far as having one exact Levine back. And that is another big question that people are asking now of this team is that, if Zach Levine does end up coming back and playing another game for the Chicago Bulls, if that does happen, um, how is that going to fit in this? And, you know, people that watch the game of basketball know this style of play should theoretically work pretty good for for uh, for Zach Levine. When you look at especially him coming off catch and shoots, things like that. Now, the biggest question in, and we talked a little bit on it on Locked on Bulls, I touched on a little bit here as well, is the, big, the bigger question in is do you want to potentially disrupt the chemistry you're building if you know you're moving Zach Levine with bringing him back at any point in this stretch, that's a question that this team is going to have to ask themselves. Like I said, offensive rating so far, 12th in the NBA since November 29th. Defensive rating, 14th in the NBA. Net rating, we have the 10th best net rating at plus 3.4 in the NBA. We're 10th uh, in assists at 27.3. Three-pointers, we're 8th in that. Offensive rebounds, first, 14.8. We're, we're killing it right now. And the play of this team is noticeable. And when people are asking if this team is back, is this something that can be sustained? I definitely think that it is and that it can be. I think when you're really looking at this, 
the, the way that the Bulls are shooting better, the way that they're executing better, the way they're getting out in transition, uh, just the way that they're executing on the defensive side of the ball as well, that communication is there, the confidence is there. You're seeing players like Dalen Terry step up, which we're going to talk about a little bit here at the end. I want to cut it out and talk a little bit about Dalen specifically in the positives coming out of Dalen's game that we've been waiting to see from him from over a year now. But overall, in looking at this and asking, are the Chicago Bulls back? Much like John Wick, I'm ready to say, yeah, they're back, right? It's just because it's not just been a short glimpse. It hasn't just been a hot week. It hasn't just been that. It's been so much more. The shooting's been better. A lot of the players talked about it. Matter of fact, we're going to go ahead and play that clip now. Kobe, does it surprise you like how different you guys look in those first 20 games? Like That's a huge contrast from the way you started the season. I mean, I guess. I don't really know. Um, I mean, like I said, I feel like at the beginning of the year, we was moving the ball, too, and just those shots wasn't falling. Like, it's a make or miss league. If you hit shots, then you look really good. If you don't, then you don't look that good on offense. We were shooting the ball, ball so poorly all the way around, you know, from top to bottom. It wasn't just one or two guys. Collectively, we were not shooting the ball great. I think I mentioned to you guys when we weren't shooting the ball well that I, I thought we were really underperforming based on what guys had done for their careers. And that goes for DeMar, it goes for Vooch, it goes for Zach, Kobe, all those guys. If you look, guys that have been in the league for three, four, five, Five years in those guys longer. If you look at their body of work, you, you, you have pretty, you know, pretty good track record. That that's not going to stay, you know, consistently for 82 games. There's going to be, you know, at some point a breakthrough. How sustainable does that shooting feel, given just how well you guys are shooting the ball the last two years? I mean, it's, it's feel overly sustainable, you know, because like I said, we get easy shots. And you know when you know where your shots is coming from um, through ball movement, you know, make it make it fun and make it a lot easier. And so you hear the confidence from the players in what they're saying and what they're doing. Right now, when you look at the Chicago Bulls and who they've beaten, we've beaten the Milwaukee Bucks in this run. They're 20 and 17. We've beaten the New Orleans Pelicans, 6, 16 and 11. We've been in the Miami Heat, 15 and 12. We've beaten the Philadelphia 76ers, they're 18 and 8. We've beaten the Lakers, they're 15 and 13. Uh, and that's play teams that we've beaten over these last 10 games that have winning records and we're competing with those teams. And you can even throw in there. We we competed with the Denver Nuggets for a, lot, a large stretch of that. This Bulls team is competitive, and that's not something that we've been able to say for long stretches uh, during this, this time for the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, Bulls fans right now being extremely excited about the play of the team, the execution of the team, it all makes sense. Because it's 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 coming all to fruition, and even hearing like Billy Donovan, like this his system's working now, right? And me being a big Billy Donovan doubter, right? And being somebody, I am a, a, a harsh critic on Billy Donovan. I've said it, but I also can say this is that Billy Donovan, when he has a point guard playing at a high level in his system, usually the system looks pretty damn good, and that's what we're seeing with with Kobe White. And we saw it at stretches in this game as well, where they were giving the ball to Kobe in the fourth quarter to let him initiate the offense. doesn't mean that he was always scoring, and sometimes he did give it back, and DeMar went in and did his thing where there was assisted or things like that. But the Bulls right now are playing a brand of basketball that I think fits everybody on this team. And so, you know, if this is going to continue, things like that, those are big questions. The Bulls uh, now are going into a little easier stretch of their schedule, and we've already talked about it before. After about January 15th, and that's not because of the trade deadline, but the Bulls, uh, have one of the easiest schedules in the NBA. So, you know, the Bulls went through their trials in the first 2019 sower games, and and now they're coming out on the other side of that. And, you know, even hearing Billy Donovan talk about, like, they're hitting their shots now, right, that he, that he even thought at that time where the Bulls necessarily weren't looking like the best team, it was because people were shooting well below their career averages. And so we're seeing that come back, the, the regression to the mean in a, in a, in a, in a way – 
for the Chicago Bulls team. And then the growth of Kobe White, Patrick Williams being a consistent contributor now as well, right? We haven't really seen the days of passive P. Patrick Williams is always doing something, even when the shots aren't necessarily falling for him and he's not making the scoring output. He's doing other things. And that's all I have personally been asking for Patrick Williams for a while now. If you're not going to score, cool. You are the fourth option still on this team, the fourth option offensively. But go out there, get some rebounds, get some putbacks, get some block shots, get some steals. We're seeing him now do that consistently and so as the Bulls head into a easier part of their schedule we got San Antonio tonight um and so we've already beaten the San Antonio Spurs their team that's already going through their uh you know their downs right now and it's some big downs there for the San Antonio Spurs but we know that they're a rebuilding team the Bulls should be able to come in take care of business with that team shout out to the Spurs for having one win over the last three games it's been a tough go for the Spurs but even after the Spurs we got the Cavs who I'm not necessarily saying that's going to be an easy game for the Bulls no game should be easy right but that's a team that's hobbled right now, missing two key players in Mobley and Darius Garland to what they do. They still got enough firepower down there, though, to make it interesting. And then we face Atlanta. They're struggling right now. The Indiana Pacers, this is a team that we compete pretty well against. And then we got two games against the Philadelphia 76ers to end the year and start the new year. So January, uh, December 30th and January 2nd, we start and end with the Philadelphia 76ers on a home and, uh, home and away. So at the end of the day, it's this, right? This Bulls team is looking to finally make their move into maybe being a 500 team. When you look at it, we are five games below 500. We got winnable games on our schedule. And with the way that this team is playing and competing right now, being at 500 but well before the trade deadline isn't out of the realm of possibility. You look at that game after that game against Philly. We do have the New York Knicks January 3rd. But then after that, it's two games against Charlotte. We got Houston, who's playing pretty well. We got Golden State. They've been struggling. We got San Antonio again. They've been struggling. We got Cleveland, Toronto, Memphis, Phoenix. So again, this is a stretch where the Chicago Bulls are going from now to the end of January. Where I'm not saying right now the expectation should be to for them to be above 500, but I'm saying that if they keep this going on over this, that expectation is going to get there. And this is not a team that's that's planning on backing down anytime soon. The heart that this team is playing, we've talked about it so often here. The heart that this team we wanted to see from this team needs to. To, to bring together the heart of the city of Chicago. And we're finally getting a team that's playing with that Chicago edge. And if they keep doing this, man, uh, listen, in the balance attack last night brought so much. But again, man, uh, I just love the way that this team is playing. I love what we're hearing from the players. I love the execution, how that shooting is helping them. Kobe White extending that floor. Everything right now is rocking and rolling for the Chicago Bulls. And me personally, I wouldn't want to see that disrupted to try to introduce Zach Levine back into the lineup. But you know, that's up for Billy Donovan and the coaching and the uh, and the front office to decide if that's what they if they want to do, whether they plan on trading Zach or not. And I guess we'll end up seeing how that ends up impacting the rest of the season for the Chicago Bulls. But I want to go to this one. As it stands right now, let's say Zach Levine is healthy in a week from now and then he's not moved into the trade deadline. Do you bring Zach Levine back into this lineup and do you expect it to work well? Or are you do you share my concerns that maybe it may disrupt the good chemistry we've been seeing this team build? over these 10 games. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. But I said I wanted to cut out and talk about Dalen Terry a little bit specific. And this is because Dalen Terry went from a player that a lot of Bulls fans were saying isn't an NBA player. People were already ready to label Dalen Terry a bust. And while I'm not saying that it's been amazing by any stretch of the imagination quite yet, um, but Dalen Terry in yesterday's game showed that he can perform at this NBA level, that he can bring something 21 minutes off the bench. He was the second leading minutes getter off the bench, only behind Ayo DeSumo, um in the game yesterday. 
And so when it comes down to it, you got to look at Daylon Terry and say that what he did defensively, not backing down from LeBron and understanding how to get out in transition, getting a rebounds, getting some really solid assists, only one turnover from Daylon Terry as well. It seems like Daylon Terry is starting to unlock that confidence. And this is a big, this is a big get. I don't want to overlook how important this can be for the Bulls for this reason. One thing that we've always talked about is Billy Donovan not using the young players. And then at that time, questioning what does that mean for their development while i would love to see julian phillips get out there a little bit more as i know a lot of bulls fans do right now i'm appreciative of dalen terry playing well and billy donovan rocking with him we went from not seeing dalen terry at all to playing 10 minutes 11 minutes to now being the second highest minutes played off the bench for the chicago bulls because of his energy and what he was able to bring defensively dalen terry saying this i'm just being myself they don't really ask me to do anything they know I'm not capable of. Obviously, I'm a player. I'm a jack-of-all-trades. So Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Feel like what Tory brings, I can bring a lot of those things, but it was never like just like uh, Tory Craig. It was more like be yourself, being ready to to bring the sh- uh, being ready to bring shoot the ball, shooting the ball, bringing down the ball, showcasing what I've been doing in the G League, just pushing the tempo. Obviously, our team wants to play fast. We play better when we're fast. Just being a guy that can that can play all positions, running down the court, setting screens, making reads, hitting shots, just doing every little thing for our team. I have fun doing it doing it all with a smile on my face. And that is the, when you hear that, you hear that as an ultimate role player. And that's what the Chicago Bulls need right now. They need a jack-of-all-trades player. And Dalen Terry has always offered the potential of being that. We just always question, like, with the refinement of his game. Was he going to be able to refine it enough to be able to bring enough to be able uh, to then be a a contributor at the NBA level? And Dalen Terry threw two games play, like when you look at the minute splits over the last two games that he's played, has looked really good in that in, in doing things that he's asked to do. Is he shooting the ball extremely well? No. But it seems like he understands, hey, my shot, This I'm not out here to shoot right now. I'm here to bring energy. I'm here to push the pace in transition. I'm here to do those things. And when you look at the last three games for Dalen Terry, 16 minutes played against the, in the second game against Miami, 10 minutes played against Philly, and then 21 minutes now played against the Los Angeles Lakers, and Billy Donovan trusted him enough to put him on LeBron James in some possession. So, what what Dalen Terry and the confidence that he could be building, we could be talking about it like with Io. You remember when Io first started here with the Chicago Bulls, it was the defense that was getting him on the court. He used that to build confidence in other areas of his game, and then he started doing some other things. So maybe we're starting to see now, especially with the length of time Torrey Craig's going to be out, which is 
upwards of two to three months, this is really a chance for Dalen Terry to show, hey, this is what I've learned now over my time in the NBA. This is how I know I can contribute, and this is what I can bring consistently. Would I like to see Julian Phillips get a time and a crack at it? Absolutely, but I'm, that does not mean I'm not going to also be appreciative of Dalen Terry getting an opportunity now to showcase his skills and to play well over that. So far in the, in the month of December, he's averaging 10.9 minutes per game. He's had now more double-digit minute, minutes played than what he had all of last season in just the month of December. So Billy Donovan's having that confidence in Dalen. Let's hope that Dalen continues to show and prove that he deserves that, and we'll see where that ends up at, at. So with that said, man, before we get into the mailbag, one last topic, just touching on it briefly. Casey Johnson came out and said this. I think Bulls fans should brace for if a trade is made, it's probably not going to blow you away. It's a tough contract to move. Now, I've been telling you guys, the ones that have been in the comments, oh, we need to be getting Pascal. If, if we're going to do a trade for this, we need to be getting this player. We need to be getting that. Can we get Zion? Right now with the trade value of Zach Levine, and I know some people are saying, well, then wait to the offseason, which is still a possibility as well. But that wow package to look like for Zach, it's probably not coming. So the people who are like, oh, I don't want Roy, I don't want Austin Reeves, I don't want this, I don't want that, chances are that's probably one of the better deals you're going to get offered. And when you pair that with Darnell Mayberry in, in his comments uh, the other day on saying, you know, that the Lakers are still kind of in that pole position to land Zach Levine, um, you know, um, Zach didn't go back on the plane with the Los Angeles Lakers, so there's that. But when it comes down to it, I think it's just this. With the situation that the Bulls are in now, especially while the team is looking better without Zach Levine, we already talked about the, the trade value of Zach and how much that was hurt, helped, whatever. At this point, you got to expect that 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 big pack, like I said, the package that the Knicks offered last year for Zach Levine, you would be lucky to get even a thir- two-thirds of that at this point. So, you know, that it, it, we're not going to be wild, Bob. There are going to be a lot of Bulls fans that I know of for 100% fact after the Zach Levine trade goes down, oh, AK sucks again. It's this. Be prepared for it. And you guys are going to probably be, we're all going to be collectively as a family. We're going to be disappointed probably by what we get back for Zach Levine, but that's the nature of the game. That is why it's so important when you strike, also where you strike. And so right now the Chicago Bulls kind of missed that boat a little bit, and now that the the team's rocking and rolling, looking this much better without Zach, unless Zach Levine does come back to what Billy Donovan said and looks so much better in, the, in that time, chances are it's going to be a rough go uh, for Zach Levine, uh, for us to get that, that really nice – um, value back for Zach Levine. But you guys, as always, can let me know what you think down below. But mailbag's overflowing. You guys already know, especially with the Bulls winning. Keep getting those voicemails in. Do not hesitate. If you want your voice heard on the show, if you want your text message read on the show, i tell you how they send it in at the end of the show. It's also in the description. But this one's from Shay. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Yo, what's up, Hayes? Look, man, I could see Zach Levine going probably to one place, and that's the Toronto Raptors. Because when you look at it, they need another score to put next to Scotty Barnes. I don't think they're going for a rebuild. I know they want to get rid of Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, and they want to put some next to Scotty Barnes because they're looking to build around him. And what better way would it be to add Zach Levine? Because he's a proven, consistent scorer. And then, two, you could look to rebuild or retool with him and Barnes. And on top of that, you already looking to get OG up out of there, so. I could see him coming him putting his contract with us, with us. Look, I know what you're saying. Oh, that only benefits the Chicago Bulls, but it benefits the Raptors in the long run, too, because you're going to need a consistent score because even though Scotty Barnes is good and athletic, he still has a lot to learn, and I think Zach Levine can help him and guide him in, with the Toronto Raptors. 
because I don't see him getting traded to L.A. because I don't think any of the L.A. teams besides the Sacramento Kings probably have what we want or maybe the, the Los Angeles Clippers. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Zach Levine to the Raptors. Um, Here's the thing. I get what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying and that they may want to score, but I just don't think that there's much smoke or fire there when it comes to the Toronto Raptors trading for Zach Levine. I just don't. I know that I, we've talked about the, what they could offer in a potential package because they were one of those teams rumored. Um, but I just don't know if if that if it goes the way that that, you know, even though on paper it kind of makes sense with where the Bulls are, where the Raptors are, the fact that they're the two teams that most NBA teams are waiting to see. Are they going to blow it up or do whatever? I just don't know if it actually goes that way in reality. I think that's the thing that I'm looking for. But, hey, where things have happened, I'm not saying that it's outside the realm of possibility. As we get closer to that trade deadline, do not be surprised as teams struggle. Maybe teams do better. Maybe players start playing a little bit better. Maybe they feel like, hey, we, we have this mix. We need to add Zach. Maybe maybe that does happen, and maybe it is the Toronto Raptors. But as it stands right now, I think all signs are kind of pointing to be the Lakers. Now, are we going to get the deal we want? That's a story for another day. But, you know, thank you for the voicemail. Uh, Shay, let's go ahead and listen to this next one. This one's from Jamal. What's up, Hayes? It's your boy Jamal back in with another voicemail for you. Three minutes. Let's get into it. All right. So we're going to let's have a good victory by the Chicago Bulls. That's why I beat the Philadelphia 76ers. I know that there was a streak with Joel B. Every time he played us, he always won. He had never beat the 76ers with him in the game. So I was kind of wondering if this is the first game that we've won where he's played or not. I know I think we beat them when he didn't play. He was out one game. But I don't know if this is the first game we beat him or with him playing. So if it is, that's impressive. Um, I just want to quickly talk about Kobe White and Patrick Williams and what I'm noticing with these two players. Uh, Kobe White's growth and development has been nothing short of amazing these last couple of weeks uh, with him playing the way that he has, has with aggressiveness, ball handling and things like that. Um, going so, you know, uh, moving forward, it's, it's interesting to see where he goes from here <clears throat> and his improvement. With Patrick Williams, I'm enjoying the aggressiveness coming from him. I'm, I'm noticing on the court, like even though last night he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, it was how he was attacking the basket, how he was playing. Um, that was really impressive to me. It didn't look like he was just standing there waiting to get the ball and shoot. He was actively driving and trying to make a pay to either go to the basket or, or come up and, and create his own shot, which I'm really enjoying. There's still other things I like to see him do. I want to see him do more cutting. There's still times where I see him just stand in the corner where I'm looking at him saying, hey, cut to the basket or, you know, do something else. But it's still an improvement from where he was before. Um, the question I have to ask is, of course, you made a comment on your live stream last night where you said Kobe White, since Zach has been out, is averaging close to, I think, 25 points per game, whereas when Zach, Zach is in, he's averaging 16. And then also with Zach being out, we've seen Patrick Williams become more aggressive as a scorer. I question, my question I have to ask is, if the roles were reversed, if it was DeMar that was out and not Zach, would we still get this level of production from those two players? Is it the idea that maybe there were too many ball uh, scores on the court as to why these two players weren't performing their way? Or is it strictly something to do with Zach himself? Again, I'm not trying to put all the blame on Zach uh, because these players still have to go out there and get their own. But I do question and see, what if it was DeMar that was out? Would, it, would we still get this level of production from Kobe and Patrick Williams and the aggressiveness from them if, if DeMar was out and Zach was the one in the game? I want to, uh, as well as would the Bulls still be having, I'm not going to say the level of success, but would they still, you know, have the level of success? <laughs> would they still be, you know, doing what they're doing now if it was Zach and not uh, DeMar uh, that was on the court? Uh, just let me know what you think. As always, see where the Bulls face. So actually, this is our second game in a row beating the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we've actually won 
three games in a row against the one of those games Joel Embiid sat in. So uh, there's that. As far as Kobe's growth and development, right there with you. I, I think, uh, like I've said many times now, it deserves to be the story for the Chicago Bulls at this point in the season. Kobe White's growth has been amazing. It's just been amazing to see. And I think that as this continues for the Chicago Bulls, um, you know, it's just going to be like we, we, got, we got one in Kobe. Like we got one. And so i love to see that. Now, as far as your question, great question. Will the Bulls still be getting this level of production if, if DeMar was out instead of Zach? Here's what I'm going to say to that. I'm going to say no, but not because of like saying that Zach is like a worse player than DeMar. I think when you look at DeMar, he can be a more willing passer. And you can trust his basketball IQ more and it kind of fits in. Unfortunately, the biggest knock on Zach Levine is that basketball IQ. And I think with the speed that we're playing with, things like that, like, yeah, Zach, may, if he's not asked to do a lot of ball handling, come off screens and things like that, um, do catch and shoots, he can be highly effective. But I think what we're seeing and the way that we're seeing DeMar adapt to it with becoming more of a facilitator at time, yes, there are times where he slows the offense down, which I don't think Zach would do unless he's slowing it down because of turnovers. And that brings a whole other thing. But I don't necessarily think it would be the same. I, I, I don't. I'm not saying that we still can have success, but I don't think we'd be playing in the way that we're playing now and seeing teams or seeing the players step up in the manner that we have because you're now having a team full of players that are really open to pass. Vooch, solid passer. DeMar, really good passer when he wants to be. Alex Caruso, we already know what he can do. Kobe's turning into a really good passer. And Patrick Williams has always been a solid enough passer. We've talked about him being too pass passive. Right. So I think that, that really helps. And Zach's and his lack of basketball IQ, I think, would affect the team a little bit too much in what they're trying to do. And But like I said, it could be just a different way that we play. But I love the way that we're playing right now. And I think that's the key to what's making this team so dangerous, in my opinion. But guys, let me know what you th guys think is always down below. But let's go ahead and get into the last uh, voicemail for today. This one is from a constant contributor, Known Sage. King Hayes, No Sage here. Mr. Black Ginger Energy. It's amazing, man. I just came from the Lakers game and watching it in person. Yes, the United Center house is rocking. Unfortunately, there was a lot of Laker fans there, but after that King James dunk, I think it was a magic dunk he did in the first quarter, it was rocking and rolling for them. And then it felt like they were super quiet after that, to be honest. Like the Bulls. It seemed like they couldn't miss. Everybody got the shine on. Javon Carter was, like, super fast in real life. I didn't realize he was that quick in real life when I was watching the game live. But Julie, um, I was I was hoping to see some time with Julian Terry. He didn't get in there at all, I don't think. But um, uh, Scary Terry. Scary <laughs> Terry, y'all. Jalen Terry was not looking too scary at all. He was very poised, even though he did have that air ball. But he was very poised in his um, moving the ball around and just keeping the good vibes of the bull going. Look, I left you a voicemail a while, a while, a while ago, maybe at the beginning of the season, that I was hoping a lot for Kobe. And I think we all had a lot, had high hopes for Kobe. But it's just amazing, man. Like, I think there was one play in this game where somebody hit a three ball because there's a lot of bulls that was doing it. But I think it might have been either Io or. Um, Booch or somebody, but he, he literally just jumped off the bench and was like running and congratulating his, his Bulls buddy who just hit the free ball. And then even when DeRozan got the mic at the end of the game, he was shouting like over his shoulder, like, you know, you're the best, you're the greatest, greatest of all time. So it was just nice to see him actually keep the, the vibes going because I kid you not, like when I left that initial voicemail, like weeks back or months back it was, my dad was like, Kobe White, really? Like that's who, that's who you're invested in? I'm like, yeah, laugh now or laugh later or whatever, man. I just, I'm just, I'm just loving it. It was a good game. Peace. 
All right, Dalen Terry. Uh, yeah, listen. At the end of the day, um, Dalen Terry's playing really good. I mean, when you look at it, uh, playing well, guarding LeBron, being in transition, Dalen Terry's just he's playing really well right now. And I and I can't take away from the way that Dalen Terry is performing. Um, it's really good to see a young player step up, and many of our young players, for that matter. It's really good seeing them be able to contribute at the level that they're contributing at, because that's not something that we've always seen, right? We're seeing now these players really step in and performing big time for this team. And so, you know, it is what it is. And then Javon Carter playing really good as well. Um, I, I agree with you that I would love to see Julian Phillips get to play a little bit more, but we haven't been able to see that. Um, but yeah, Kobe, at the end of the day, and you said, like, your, your dad said, Kobe's really like that. Yeah, at the end of the day, Kobe's balling right now. Kobe is the heart of this team right now. He's the lifeblood of this team. And not to say that he's the only reason why we're playing this way, because he's not. But he's a such a big part of it and such a revelation to just seeing a guy grow in their game and in their execution and step up in the ways that Kobe White has stepped up and offensively, defensively. It's all there for Kobe White. And so, yeah, yeah, but I love, I do agree with you. I love the way that Dalen Terry's playing. Dalen Terry just... The, I, it just, the fact that it goes from not being an NBA player, many people question that, to now being a player that's contributing defensively, rebounding-wise, and in transition, this is how Dalen Terry can carve out minutes for himself, at least right now. Of course, we want to see that shot come along, want to see him be able to find a way to score, want to see him to you know, hit those open three-pointers rather than airball them. But, at, but all through that, I think that Dalen Terry, these, this is going to be good for his development to get the minutes that he's currently getting. And let's hope that he continues to make the most of. But that's my time for today, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Well, boy, it's getting cold out there. If your heater's making funny noises, just needs a once-over, or your home isn't as warm as it used to be, visit meflow.com. MEFlow, license 271-001-2450. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 